anything from um, during pregnancy, if people have like a muscle separation and they get a diastasis and they're trying to rebuild their core, if they have problems with uh, leaking or urinary frequency, if they have problems with stooling like constipation. Um, I see a lot of chronic pelvic pain patients that could really be anywhere in the pelvis, in the front, genital, in the rear, tailbone, low back. Hello and welcome to Holistic Mama Speaks. I'm your host, Carrie Marie, and I am so very grateful for you, my listener, and excited to have you here. As a note, by listening to this podcast, you agree to not use this as medical advice or to treat a medical condition. Please visit my website at holisticmamaspeaks.com for the full disclaimer. I am a wife, a mom, a daughter, a sister, and a friend, and my passion is helping other people feel fabulous. So several years ago now, I found myself overweight and unhealthy and so busy and really just going through the motions of life that I didn't know where the years had even gone. I tell this to my husband all the time. I had kept myself so busy with work, volunteering at all kinds of things, running the kids around to sports practices and games, gymnastics, dance, and other activities that I never took time to actually take care of myself and slow down and really truly enjoy the time I was spending with my husband and kids and hardly ever saw my friends unless our kids were in the same things together. I lost touch with who I was. It took a medical scare to finally wake me up and realize that I needed to start taking care of myself so that I could better care for others. That is when holistic wellness and personal development entered my life. I am now happier and healthier than I have been in years. And I'm excited to share with you not only what I've learned and experienced through the years that I've been on this holistic health, wealth, and happiness journey, but also to share with you others' stories and techniques to help you transform yourself into the healthiest and happiest version that you can be. I can't wait to be on this holistic health, abundance, and happiness journey with you. Oh, also, if you find this episode helpful in any way, please subscribe, rate, review, and share so that we can continue to provide you with valuable content. As a thank you, each month we will be selecting someone to receive a one-on-one coaching session and be featured on the show. On with the episode. Hello and welcome back to Holistic Mama Speaks. I am Carrie Marie Vaughn, your host, and I am joined today by Holly McDonald, who is a pelvic floor physical therapist. And Holly is doing some amazing work helping moms both during pregnancy and postpartum with pelvic pain and bladder and stooling issues, as well as helping people recover from various pelvic issues. And so I'm so happy to have her on as a guest today to talk about the work that she's doing. And she's um, she's also going to be sharing some things that we can be aware of as women and that we can implement into our own lives. So thank you so much for joining me today, Holly. I'm so glad to have you here. And uh, I would love for you to share with the audience um, a little bit more about about you and what you're doing, how you got into this and and how you're helping people. Yeah. Thank you so much, Carrie. I appreciate it. Um, I, yeah, I, um, started out my career as a massage therapist and really loved what I did, but it was always sort of a clinical kind of type of massage, not really a spa style. And, uh, and I met someone that no matter what I did, I just couldn't help them. You know, it was sort of a little bit frustrating for them and frustrating for me. And I really saw that person struggle with 
getting the information they need from, needed from their medical community, they were looking for holistic options because the medical community just hadn't really provided any resources for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, later on in my career, as I started getting into physical therapy, I discovered uh, a specialty called pelvic floor physical therapy. And I thought, oh my gosh, that is what that guy had. I know now that that's what he needed, but it's just not a very common or prevalent specialty. And so he had never heard of it and, and I didn't see that person anymore. Um, mm -hmm. But the more I got intrigued about it, the more I looked into it, the more I found that it was hard to access, um, that more and more people I learned who actually had issues with pelvic floor who weren't getting treatment because there just weren't any therapists doing this type of work. Um, so when I finally got the opportunity to specialize in that, I went that direction and haven't looked back. It's been great. Uh, yeah. I really love being able to help people in this particular way. That's so cool. And I actually personally had never heard of um, a pelvic pelvic floor um, physical therapist before you and I connected. So I am, oh. I'm really glad I'm learning new things, which is amazing. And, and I think that more people do need to be aware that this is a thing and that they can, you know, keep an eye out for it in their local area. Um, but I've also actually love for you to share kind of the area that you serve just so that people know and, and what your um, remote options are as well for people who might not be able to find a therapist in the area. Right. So um, I am, my office is located in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, I'm licensed to treat all over North Carolina. So uh, some people will travel to me and occasionally there's someone who just doesn't have resources in their area. And um, we, we do do remotely remote information. Um, some of that can be a little bit limited because a lot of times just that in-person extra can, especially with like manual therapy and some really facilitation, physical facilitation can really be helpful. Um, but you can get a lot of really good information via, you know, remotely if that's, if that's what it takes. Um, I do remote consults for, you know, out of state, but that would only be for a, a consult, not to, not necessarily ongoing treatment. Okay. Very cool. Now, can you tell me um, how, you know, the types of people who are you, who you're seeing, the types of issues that they're seeing, you know, maybe um, some things that they had tried that didn't seem to work and, and what led them to reach out to you, that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Sure. So um, I sort of jokingly say that I, I talk to people about peeing and pooping and sex all day, because that's kind of all of the bodily functions that happen at the pelvic floor. Um, but it really is sort of anything that's interrelated to the pelvis. So it can be anything from um, during pregnancy, if people have like a muscle separation and they get a diastasis and they're trying to rebuild their core, if they have problems with uh, leaking or urinary frequency, if they have problems with stooling like constipation. Um, I see a lot of chronic pelvic pain patients. So these are people who have uh, an, a pain that could really be anywhere in the pelvis, in the front, genital, in the rear, tailbone, low back, um, and haven't been able to get relief through more traditional um, treatments. In many cases, they can't even find traditional treatments because the doctors aren't really looking in those areas. They just kind of gloss over it. So um, those people struggle with finding help. And, and I really enjoy working with that particular population. And you already mentioned like pregnancy, postpartum, um, you know, during pregnancy, so many women are just sort of told, oh yeah, you're just kind of supposed to hurt during pregnancy. It's just supposed to be achy. Just take Tylenol, you'll be fine. Um, but there's a lot that can be done to just ease discomfort during pregnancy. 
and uh, postpartum healing, you know, just to helping people navigate what that is, what it looks like, how their body is responding and what to expect can be a, a game changer for a lot of young women. Wow. I bet. Yes. Because that is such a crazy time. Our, our bodies are going through such like amazing transformations. I mean, it's amazing that we're creating a whole child inside of us, but it's also putting on all of that extra weight on our bodies that, that they're not used to. And so, yeah, I, I know what that is actually my very first um, pregnancy with my oldest daughter. I had a lot of lower back pain, um, mm-hmm. especially, and I actually went into back labor. I didn't even realize I was in labor <laughs> because oh, right. I literally just in my, in my lower back. So I would have loved to have worked with you back then. <laughs> She's right. actually just about to turn 23. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a little while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, never too late, though. If you find you're still having problems that seems like they've started after pregnancy, you know, like leaking, um, like heaviness, feeling like things are going to still like, drop out the bottom, those types of things, there can be, there's a lot that can be done to rehab that area, um, even if it's been years. Wow. Wow. Uh, Now I know that we talked a bit about the types of things that people um, come to you for it. Can you provide a couple examples of maybe, you know, what somebody was dealing with, how, how you were able to help them, you know, kind of generally not very specific and then, you know, and then now how they're feeling from, from those treatments. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, um, I recently was working with a lady who was uh, three months postpartum. She was just frustrated in that it was it was her first uh, uh, delivery, and she was doing really well in most respects. It seemed like everything was kind of getting back to normal, but she really wasn't able to even consider being intimate with her husband um, because that was still very painful, and it was really scary to her. And while her husband was a caring and loving person there, they wanted to have that component back in their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had had a lot of tearing during her delivery, mm-hmm. which her doctors just kept telling her was healed and everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they weren't really looking at is how much scar tissue there was from that. And, and then what she could potentially do to um, help that area heal a little bit more thoroughly and, and be a little bit more pliable with that scar tissue. So we worked together with that. I taught her some treatments to be able to do at home. Um, we worked a little bit here in the, in the office and also discovered that she had a diastasis at the same time. So she was mm-hmm. compromising her core, right? Her stomach abdominal area when she was lifting, carrying. And when she did that, she compensated by gripping on her pelvic floor. So it was also really tight and tender. And, um, you know, over time, we were able to get that functioning better, to able to strengthen her core in a, in a much safer way. And, uh, and now she's happy with her family, taking great care of her kids and her husband and her have been able to re-engage with that part of their relationship. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And it sounds like, you know, it was something that was just glossed over by the doctors and they didn't really provide her. And I feel like a lot of the times, um, specifically in situations where I've gone to the doctor for different things, they almost generalize things a lot more rather than, you know, really, really dive in and find out what the very specifics are about the each individual. So I'm so glad that you were able to, to help her. That's amazing because I can't imagine, you know, you're a brand new mother. And so that's all a whole new thing. And then you I'm you feeling come- so much pressure, you know, like feeling pressure to, to be back to normal in that many ways. So, yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Wow. And I know that you had mentioned um, the gentleman that you had previously worked with. Um, mm-hmm. Although, do you do you find that a lot of um, males also uh, have these issues as well? Yeah. So, so everyone has pelvic floor and pelvic floor muscles, and they work really, really similarly. Uh, the biggest difference is that is childbirth, right? So, childbirth really has the potential for injury um, for women that men don't experience. So I would say I probably see the majority of people that I see as women, but I certainly treat both mm-hmm. um, depending on, on what their condition is and what they need. Okay. Now, do you have, do you have an idea of why maybe it isn't as prevalent to have um, pelvic floor uh, specialists in different areas? Is, is there a reason for that? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I don't really know, except that it, it's a relatively new field. Um, so, and I mean, it's still been around for more than 10 years, but, uh, but, but relatively new. And I think it's just taken a lot of time to get awareness, both by the physicians and, and so that that whole demand and, and supply is still kind of working itself out in a lot of ways. It does seem like within the last, say, two to three years, there's been an influx of young, um, young physical therapists like learning more about it. And so getting interested in it, which is exciting. Um, oh, that is exciting. growing practice in, in Europe and Australia. Um, you know, it's sort of a standard procedure for care that women who deliver have at least one or two visits with a public floor physical therapist before they even leave the hospital, but yeah. that's not, not the standard of care here in the U S. Oh my goodness. That's incredible. I was not aware of that. That's so cool. (laughs) It would be wonderful if they brought that here to the U S as part of just standard care, because that's that's needed that, that area gets so much, uh, so much use (laughs) during, during and after pregnancy. It's so much, there's so much you can do that with just some basic information too, just to like, like understanding a little bit more about how things are healing and what's going on down there. So, yeah. Wow. That's pretty neat to know. So do you find though that some, you know, just general physical therapists that kind of treat a little bit of everything are, are tending to, to also learn about this and, and also, um, deal with different pelvic floor things, or is that not really as common? So not as common. I do occasionally run across people that, that sort of say, oh yeah, I also treat pelvic floor. But I, I would say that I feel like they do, uh, they treat pelvic floor in the same way that they treat all the other muscles in the body. And while the principles are still the same because they're just muscles, they, they don't seem to appreciate, unless you have that extra training, they don't seem to really appreciate how much the pelvis really also has a lot of emotional component to it um, and you know belief system component and, and all, all kinds of like taboo issues because of we just, you know, in the United States, we just don't talk about peeing and pooping and sex. Mm-hmm. And so um, I really feel like having that extra awareness that, you know, the awareness of any kind of trauma, you know, that kind of thing, it really is helpful when you're trying to be comprehensive about treating this area. Wow. That's pretty neat. And I agree. I think that, you know, somebody who specializes in something, they just take that extra, the extra steps to learn more specifics. And like you were saying, it is, it is a very, um, uh, taboo thing here. And I, I don't understand why <laughs> it's just, it's natural. Everybody has a pelvic floor. Why, exactly. is, why aren't the, the, why isn't the pelvic floor and the functions and, and things like that around it talked about more often it should be. 
Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. We're, we're sort of in a, in a revolution right now for women and women's health in general. And um, I was noticing the other day for the first time in a very long time, there was, because one of the taboos is uh, talking about menstruation, right? Like anything about menstruation has always kind of been something that was under, under the table and men in the room just go, ew, you know, like it's so gross. It's, it's, but we've all been conditioned for that. And one of the things I noticed was on television for the first time ever, there was a, a pad commercial and they didn't use blue fluid on the pad. They used pink fluid on the pad. First time I had ever seen that. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a huge momentous occasion to actually <laughs> be able to imply that this is a like for a flow rather than just a blue fluid on your Right, right. Nobody has blue fluid just leaking out of them. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually not noticed that, although I don't watch a lot of TV. So I I never really noticed the the fact that they used to use blue and now they're starting to use pink. That's, that is exciting. Yeah. Very cool. So do you have, um, you know, maybe what are some symptoms that people might be experiencing where you would recommend that, that they start working with a pelvic floor uh, physical therapist specifically? Okay. Yeah. So um, urinary symptoms, uh, including leaking, if it feels like you have to go to the bathroom all the time, if you, um, if it just feels like you suddenly have to go and you can't wait, those would be implications that there might be a pelvic floor issue. Um, all kinds of stooling issues from anything from diarrhea to constipation. If you have digestive or GI issues like SIBO or um, Crohn's disease, then pelvic floor winds up being related to that. Extreme menstrual conditions would be another one. If you have, you know, endometriosis, if you have, have had adenomyosis, um, things where, where your, your muscles are cramping in an extreme way, um, pelvic floor therapy can help. And um, sort of all of the things that happen after delivery, including uh, leaking that that heaviness feeling at your pelvis. If you have any kind of pain, pain with sex, um, you know, tailbone pain, those kind of things can be super helpful. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that's quite a bit of things. Basically, anything around there. If it if it's feeling yucky or not working quite right, <laughs> go see a physical therapist. I, I tell people I work with everything between the navel and the knees. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, now I know that when we, uh, when we chatted earlier, um, you mentioned that you had some, some suggestions, techniques that you could share with the audience of some things that, you know, if they are experiencing things uh, that they can do in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say that I feel like the most common thing people have heard about relative to pelvic floor physical therapy is incontinence that, that if they're leaking, that they can do pelvic floor physical therapy and it will help. I also think that I feel like that a lot of the medical community and, and sort of the social awareness is that is, is about Kegels, which is a, a pelvic floor contraction that you do. And it is immediately associated with, if I'm leaking, I need to do more Kegels and that will keep me from leaking. If they're just strong enough, then that will keep me from leaking. But I have found that a lot of people, um, it isn't strength that's the problem with their pelvic floor. It's more commonly that their pelvic floor is being held really, really tightly. So when they try to contract it, it's already contracted. There's nowhere for it to go. So I really, if you are experiencing any kind of leaking, like right now, if you're struggling with that, 
yourself, if you're trying to get that better, if you've been trying to do Kegels and either it isn't helping or you're not quite sure you're doing it correctly, I strongly encourage you to think about instead of contracting the pelvic floor, relaxing it. So this is what I want you to think. As you breathe in, using like a, a, a nice deep diaphragmatic breath, if you breathe in, when you breathe in, your diaphragm kind of drops down to allow air to come into your lungs. Naturally, at the same time, your pelvic floor will drop down. So if you're sitting in a seat right now and you take in a nice deep breath, I want you to see if you can feel the lower part of your pelvis, that floor of your pelvis, just gently sink down into the chair. And then as you exhale, I want you to see if you can notice that bottom, that pelvic floor area that's touching the seat right now just gently rises up as the diaphragm rises up. So just take a couple of seconds, take in a nice deep breath, notice whether it's dropping. And as you exhale, whether it just gently rises. This is really subtle, you have to really tune in. If you don't really feel that breath moving or you're not sure, it can be helpful to take a washcloth and just fold it up and sit on it so you get a little bit more feedback right in that area and see if you can notice that rise and fall and intentionally soften and relax that pelvic floor. Wow. That can make a huge difference for a lot of people. That's so cool. Thank you so much for sharing that technique. I think that that will really help a lot of people because I know like you were saying it is very common and it's something that people don't talk about because exactly they're, they're, or if they do, they normalize it. They go, Oh yeah, everybody's had that, you know, mommy bladder, but, but it, it can be rehabbed just like a knee or a back or anything. Wow. That's so cool. So I would love for you to, uh, to share um, your website address and how the audience can contact you if they would like more information about this, uh, about what you're doing. And if they're not local to you in, in your local area and can see you, uh, you know, kind of what they should look out for, for looking for, um, you know, pelvic floor physical therapists in their area, but then, um, you know, what the options are for, for contacting you uh, remotely. Um, for your services in case they can't find anybody local to them. Yeah, super, super. So um, the easiest way to do it would be to check out my website, which is reliefpt.com. Uh, and that will, you know, give, allow you to send me a message or even go ahead and schedule like a free consult. We can do a phone telephone consult to decide what the best avenue is, whether it's someone local who wants to come in for an appointment or whether it's someone who wants to set up you know, a, a telehealth visit um, or a consult, that would probably be the best way to, to contact me. You can also get information off my Facebook page, which is Relief Physical Therapy. Uh, and I'm also on Instagram at Relief Physical Therapy. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for just bringing awareness uh, about this because uh, it's really not talked about, like we were saying. And, um, and I think more people need to know that it is, you know, it is normal that, that people are having these, but it is, it can be treated. And, and this is a way of, of treating those things. So thank you so much for sharing all this information and, uh, and those relief techniques. Uh, this has been so helpful and it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Oh, well, it's been great talking with you too, Marie, uh, Carrie Marie. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode or any other episode valuable, please consider taking a few minutes to rate, review, and share this podcast to help the show grow so that we can impact more people and so that we can continue to provide valuable content. Also, please visit holisticmamaspeaks.com for show notes, resources, and so much more. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Holistic Mama Speaks. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the rest of your day.